What's up, my little devils? I am very excited about the episode today because I discovered this man on TikTok. Um, and I'm currently spiraling on TikTok. So definitely follow me at Being Burns on TikTok. I do think it's brought me some joy to just post random stuff and try to make people laugh where Instagram is like a lot more pressure and TikTok. I'm like, who cares what a Gen Z thinks of me? I am not going to lie to you guys. Burning in Hell is a mental health pod. And over the last two years that I've been doing it, some months, I feel really good about myself and I felt really positive. And I've been like, you know, talking about depression is weird because I feel so good right now. And then there are times where when I'm asking my guests how to cope with their hell, I mean it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need help. And I think sometimes in my interviews, you'll see based on my questions, what I'm currently working through. The last couple of months have been very difficult for me. And it's been, you know, a lot of changes in my personal life, my professional life. But having this podcast and, you know, I've had a lot of messages of people saying that I've helped them feel less alone, but you guys make me feel less alone through my stuff. And, um, I just love you guys a lot. But yeah, I'm going through it. I'm going through some hell. And I'm, I'm going to a therapist weekly now because I had started and then I stopped. And now I'm back in the game. So some episodes going forward might be a little deeper, darker, but still lots of laughter. I have a bunch of really exciting guests coming up. But also what's been helping me get through some darkness is getting away from the screens and doing stand-up. Um, I have a bunch of shows coming up, hannahburner.com, Philly is coming up, Richmond, Indianapolis, I said that weird, Indianapolis, <laughs> West Nyack, Texas, Kansas City, New Jersey, Buffalo, Nashville, Irvine, Raleigh, Maryland, and I'm working on some more. It also feels therapeutic to let you guys know. Like, yeah, shit's been tough, and a lot of it has been a little situational. Um, but I'm working on like feeling my feelings and not just like putting my head into work and just like pretending it's not happening. So we're working on feeling our feelings. And this interview is really great with Rod because he's a millennial who has anxiety. So already we're bonding, but he finds humor in it. So I think he's perfect for burning in hell. But also for anyone else out there who's had a rough last couple months, who had a rough pandemic, I am by your side. We're in this together. We're holding hands. We're having a Pepsi commercial, you know? And I also started vlogging. I just posted on YouTube a vlog of my first comedy show in Levittown. You see behind the scenes, me prepping with Des afterwards with some family. And I think it's cool to get like kind of a vibe of what it's like back on tour. So that's fun. Let's get into it. Let's get Rod on. I think both being a millennial and having anxiety is my brand now. Yes. So like <laughs> even I'll be at a party or something or just like I'll just say the word anxiety and it's like ah said anxiety. <laughs> so like so there's even been moments where I'm like, okay, do I actually have this much anxiety? Or am I leaning into it a little too much? <laughs> Welcome to Burning
Okay, what is up, you guys? We are going to corporate hell today with Rod. You know him from all over social media. Rod, do you want me to say your last name? Or are you like incognito? We can keep it, can keep it tight. I love that yeah, for us. Yeah. I, I'm like, what's it like to have some privacy? Yeah. <laughs> Not for long, I'm sure. But oh, What I wrote in your bio is you are the songbird of our millennial generation's <laughs> workplace anxiety. Um, okay, yeah, that maybe. I thought the song at the millennial. No, I'm pretty sure that's Stacey Rico. But. Yeah. yeah. But um, you there's like a genre on TikTok called corporate millennial TikTok, and I'm a millennial, and I have been in corporate America, and I'm not in corporate America. I haven't been for a while, but I'm still laughing so hard at the shit you write. But you really hit on stress and anxiety, and you're a dude, so it mm. it makes me just so fascinated in your mind how it works. Rod, thank you. Welcome to hell. Thank you. Glad to be here. A little kind of get to know you. What <laughs> mm-hmm. is your job and where are mm-hmm. you based? I'm in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, Illinois, for <laughs> um, <laughs> the bustling windy city. But I work in logistics, which is just like the least exciting thing to talk about. But I've worked all the jobs that are like, yeah, like exciting workplace culture. Like yeah. we sell really cool stuff, but you're going to work. 10 hour days you know Mm -hmm. so i would rather have a job that i'm working like an eight hour day than working a job that i feel tied down to because i love it so much and we're like family you know so (gasps) it's funny because that's that like that's like your thesis statement i feel like and then you let it all flow with the evidence of your tiktoks and if you guys don't know what rod looks like he kind of you can fit in at any environment like i see you at like we work i see you like anywhere i'm just your regular old nick miller kind of guy yeah However, I do feel like when I was in corporate America, it was the same shit because I'm a millennial girl and I got to my first media company and they were like, you have unlimited vacation hours. And that was the most horrible shit I've ever experienced in my life because that means you have no vacation. That means you don't take vacation. That means literally means it don't. We're all riddled with anxiety that we're going to get fired at any moment for no reason. And then you tell us we can choose our own vacation days. While getting judged by everyone around you? I think it was this year through TikTok. The the craziest thing, I don't know if you're going to go into this, but the craziest thing about everything that's happened Let's go. is because I thought I was alone in all these things that I was thinking. But then TikTok, because I work, to be honest, I work with like a bunch of like barstool frat guys, mm-hmm. which they're awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but for college rod, that's triggering because mm-hmm. those are people who like bully me all this, but they're, they're great and other friends. Um, but they're like, yeah, oh, anxiety, what is it? You know, it's like, oh, your TikToks look funny. I just don't relate. I'm like, yeah, you do. You're just trying to act up. Um, Every but, straight dude yeah. has anxiety. Don't try uh-huh. to come for me. Yeah. Even my own brother, yes. who I'm related to. I'm like, we have mm-hmm. the same generational trauma. Is like, I mean, I get stressed out. But like, I'm not anxious. I'm like, you're more anxious than me, bro. You just like. More anxious. It's just, you call it stress. It's, it's just like, that's what it's called. <laughs> that's it's manly just, anxiety. You just need to go to therapy. <laughs> like, that's been the crazy. So anyway, that's been the crazy thing is like, realizing how seen everyone felt I was like okay so we're not doing this alone but the, this year all that say this year i f- was the first year the light bulb switched about the unlimited vacation i'm like wait it's a trick it's a trap i, I mean <laughs> you know? you it's, could, like, it's like you're almost you don't want us to take vacation it's like change.org but tiktok being like can we stop with the unlimited vacation yes quite literally i would rather luckily the company i work for now they're great they're like you should take a vacation yeah you know it's like or like i want to or i'm like i come to them with my unlimited vacation request yeah and i'm in sales <gasps> so i feel like that the anxiety 
But oh why, do, why am I doing this? I was in sales too, sales and marketing. <laughs> I do feel yeah. like when you said logistics, it reminded me of a meme that was like, don't come for me being like, what is the content creator? It's like, what is a financial analyst? Yeah. What is <laughs> what that? Is, what is a logistics is. person? Uh-huh. What is that? Uh-huh. And people say like, oh, if you yeah. can't explain what the job is in more than like a second, it means they're making a lot of money. But like, no, this shit has gone too far. And also, now it's just me venting about my own stuff. I'm just using you as like my therapist. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. I do, <laughs> I do feel like so much of the workday when I was in it was mm-hmm. just like, how do I fill up the time to get down like the one or two or three to do list things I have? If I have meetings with like I have a meeting at nine, a meeting at 10, a meeting at 11, you better believe I'm not getting any work done until 12 because I'm not, like even if I have a half hour, 15 minutes in between each meeting, there's no way I'm doing anything. I, like mm-hmm. you just can't expect that. Out of I don't know yeah. if it's cause I have a terrible problem with authority, but like I'm convinced that everything is smoke and mirrors. Like I feel like most meetings are literally just like, so this boss gets a check on his list to show that he can tell his boss that he got the, rallied the troops. So like if things don't get bad, it's like, well, I did all I could. And you're sitting there obviously being like, this should have been an email. And then I mm-hmm. don't feel like experience, it correlates mm-hmm. at all to like how good you are at your job. Mm-hmm. Like there's been studies. Out, yeah, there's studies out. that show like doctors who are new are actually like better at their job than older doctors because they like give a shit more or whatever bullshit. But um, did you like yeah. your job? Do you like your job? I do like my job. I like I like the people I work with. I work in a healthy environment. I think that's the thing is I've seen. I'm 31 now, so I've been in. You've been in the game for a bit. The average life. I've been in the game. <laughs> the average life of a salesperson is like. At a, at a company is I think under a year mm-hmm. so like the fact that I've been like more than two years at certain companies it's like shocking. it's incredible but, it's like uh, real relationships it's a you have a full work exactly. relationship exactly mm-hmm. and that's because that's what they want it to be um but no I think sales is just hard because it's like if you're not working you're not making money like I wish that I could have a job where like I could take a vacation and not check my inbox Sales is an emotional yeah. roller coaster because you live by the quota, and like you're like the most valued person at a company, but like yeah, but now. you're most valued. But then I feel like everyone else in the company Loki hates you because you'll do anything you can to sell it, and then once you sell it, they have to do what you told them. The clean up, the clean up. <laughs> I think that's why I do better as a salesperson, though, because I don't overpromise and underdeliver. Because that gives I've been there. That's the quality of a good salesperson. Yeah, yeah to, that I've been pushed to the limit. It's like just do anything to get the sale, and then I've done it, and then it's like, oh no, look at that. It's like oh. your quota is your happiness. I feel like at some point, and it's hard because it's not like oh you have a great year. You are literally yeah. month to month, so you could feel like one month you're amazing, and the next moment you feel like you're a piece of shit when you haven't really changed exactly. as a person. Yeah, or it's like you crush months and months, and then you get the boss that's like <laughs> you have one bad month. It's like wow, what happened here? It's yeah. like, but where where do you live? So I'm in New York City. New York City. Yeah, but I went to University of Wisconsin. <gasps> Madison. Yes, go Badgers. Go Badgers. So I have a go lot Badgers. of I have a lot of friends who are in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to mm-hmm. I want to go and visit. My brother's in Indiana. Yeah. Anyway, we Great. love the Midwest. Go Packers. Go Pack. Go. go back. Where are you from go originally? Bears. From the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. So do you feel like you have an abnormal amount of anxiety as? a human being or do you feel like you're kind of just opening a lens and talking about it where people weren't talking about it with the workplace because they're afraid they're going to get fired i think both being a millennial and having anxiety is my brand now yes so like <laughs> even i'll be at a party or something or just like 
I'll just say the word anxiety and it's like, ah, said anxiety. <laughs> so, like, so there's even been moments where I'm like, okay, do I actually have this much anxiety? Or am I leaning into it a little too much? But no, I do. I truly think, so there's this book I read by Lewis Howes. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Mask of Masculinity and that like changed my whole world because <gasps> it's like, we're supposed to be, like as men, you're supposed to like, like sports, you're supposed to do this. Yeah, I, I freaking hate sports. I watch the Cubs because it's like a social event. Yeah, it's culture. Chicago. It's culture. That's like it. It's like, or I, like, I went golfing with my buddies this morning and like 10 years ago, if I would have done that, I would have been like, okay, I have to hit the club and I have to do well. But this morning, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to golf. I'm just going to sit in the cart. But I love you, go. I have to hit the club. That's what I have to do. I hit the club to get the ball. Click up the club and I hit the ball. And the ball needs to go far. And that's what I know. You're like, can we go to that's the actual club? There's a, exactly. There's a flag and I need to make the ball in the flag. By the flag. Mario Golf Club. Man, you're so um, cute. <laughs> but, but the, um, yeah, it was just, so all that to say is just that book kind of changed my life. It's like, okay, like men can have anxiety. My therapist is actually the one who recommended it because there's went through a really, it's been a hard couple of years, you know, just with like a lot of life changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so going to my therapist, like started going to therapy and that just changed my whole life. Cause I'm like, wait, like, cause I think growing, I think that's where this millennial anxiety kind of comes from is growing up. We've had this lens of therapy being a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, is if in high school, if someone was going to therapy, it's like Ooh, something really bad. Yeah. Or it's like in my, even in my head, it was like, associated with like a some sort of like psychiatric treatment yeah which that's i mean at the end of the day it is psychiatric treatment because what's going on yeah. in your head but it's not like you're going to a hospital you're literally going to an, someone with an unbiased opinion with no judgments that you can be completely honest with because at the end of the day we like to say we're honest with everyone but you're gonna have some sort of some sort of guard up with someone and they're we gonna have, have a certain kind of bias too to everything you say exactly with humans, it is innate nature for us to feel judged. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do feel like my therapist judges me, judges me, but then I remember, I'm like, oh, he gets paid to not judge. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting here, I'm like, uh, there was one time, I'm like, I shouldn't be telling you all this. He goes, he looked around, he goes, that's literally my job. <laughs> there are moments definitely yeah. where I'm like, wait, does my therapist think I'm being a fucking brat right now? And then I have yeah. to say something self-aware, like, I know I'm being a brat. And then she'll be like, why did you say that? Yeah, and I was like, like no it was to, oh, fuck you. No <laughs> she's like why do you think that you have to like me she's like this isn't a podcast you don't have to entertain me bitch and I'm like well then I'm just yeah. gonna cry the whole time um, yeah exactly and that's fine that's so you what, mentioned that getting paid to do. you've been through bullying which I feel like everyone deals with through an extent was yeah. it particularly bad during a certain time or like how did it yeah. affect your mental status I guess I don't know if it's t- if there's TMI yeah. on this podcast no there isn't tr- trigger warning mm-hmm. uh I was severely overweight from like third grade to which like no hate to like anyone who like lives a certain lifestyle or whatever. But just for me, like it brought medical issues upon myself, Mm. but I was overweight from like third grade through like two years after college till 2015. And through that, obviously with the millennial generation, there's a lot of bullying associated with that. So it was funny back then, but my nickname in high school was Andy Milanakis because it was like Andy Milanakis, mm-hmm. which was, he's a comedian. He's funny, but like there's a certain point where the jokes got too much and, and like I was the nice guy, but then I was also the doormat. Yeah. So I didn't have any friends. Like the popular people weren't necessarily mean to me, but they were like, I just, I was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had a group of bullies that obviously were, were bullying me. I was the kid who sat alone at lunch, you know, or like who try to fit in in certain crowds that just like were accepting like theater and mm-hmm. they were super nice. But I, like all that said, I didn't have like, you didn't feel like you belonged yeah. anywhere. I didn't feel like I belonged. Yeah. So there was a certain point even in high school where I became suicidal. And it, it was really hard. And then, um, 
college, it started to blossom a little bit more. I'm a social guy. Like I had friends, but nothing too deep. Like I wanted to be a relationship guy. I was forcing myself to be in these relationships because I wanted to be a relationship guy. Mm-hmm. And it just got to be so stressful that um, one day I went through a breakup and I was just sitting there. We were dating for like three months. It wasn't anything meaningful, but it was a relationship I jumped into. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, like I can either sit here and wallow or I can do something with myself. And for me, I had a disc. I still do like all this other medical stuff. Like I said, I just stepped on a treadmill and started walking, which turned to running, which turned to lifting and started working out and lost 150 pounds. But I did it on the reverse and so unhealthy. I, I lost all that in seven months where I didn't, wasn't at the time diagnosed. I'm talking to my therapist. He's like, yeah, definitely. I became anorexic. So it's just like I've been all over the spectrum. So my anxiety is coming from I'm all like, these different places. First of all, I just want to yeah. hug you. But second of all, yeah. like men speaking on anxiety and anorexia in one podcast is like so fucking mind blowing. And also women can connect to you in so many ways. But yeah. it's interesting to me how it was like a breakup mm-hmm. and something that was really hard that got you to say, oh, like this is my change. This is what I have to do. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about this on the toilet earlier. <laughs> Perfect. I was thinking like what I would tell people. I was yeah. like, if you're depressed, like definitely go to therapy, get a pet. And then I was like, wait, these are still like external things that help. But like the happiness is always within you. And as someone who's been like very skinny or like lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time and also been overweight, how were you different emotionally? Like were you happier taking up less oh space? I was so uh, – my. F- my friends that I had, I lost a lot of them during that time because I was so obsessive yeah. about food. And that's where the anorexia, like, that's where my therapist, like, that's probably, that's, that's what tells me it's anorexia. Yep. It's just, like, the amount that I was obsessing. I'm like, I cannot eat that one French right now because I'm having half of a cheeseburger on Friday. Like, it was And that really will prioritize intense. all your social interactions. <laughs> prioritize my social. I'm like, I don't want, I ended up not going out with people because I didn't want to be, like, I would step on this, I would eat that half a cheeseburger on a Friday. Every Friday was a spiral mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to gain it all back in one day. Yeah. You know? And, like, right now I'm the heaviest I've been, just quarantine and all that. But I'm like, it's still, like, obviously it's a stressor. I'm like, oh, like, my clothes don't fit me. I look in the mirror, body dysmorphia, all this. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I feel better mentally now like both extremes was were so extreme yep. um that it became became too much and so on the other end of my anorexia i won't say i was suicidal again but i was definitely far into depression hell yeah because i was alone alone on that side too so it was like this thing that i was yeah i'm gonna do for myself and i was i was i became healthy like i became i was a runner i ran half marathons it's so exciting to be able to do yeah um but I felt like that wasn't defining the worth that I thought it was. Like, people like, look at you now, you're running a half marathon. It's, you couldn't have done that four years ago. It's like, you're right, but like, what is that? People matter? never know yeah. what you're really going through. It's also like when you date someone who's like really hot or like successful and everyone around you yeah. is like, oh my God, they're amazing. And in your head, you're like, oh my God, no, they're terrible. They're horrible to me. You, It's like, you really have to hear your own voice of what you want and how to really like love yourself. And that's why you talking to therapists is so important because you were fixing external things to ultimately fix probably deeper shit that your therapist can be like, let's, it's not about the French fry, but yeah, you can try exactly. to control the French fry, but you still can't control yeah. your emotions deep down. Yeah, it's about where you're, you're afraid to go back to where you were is what it ended up being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And so it's just, 
I think that's what you said. Those like men talking about anxiety is such a far-fetched thing, which I've been trying to figure out how to put that into some content, mm. but actually I would love like my goal with all of this. I have a platform now and I've always said, if I have a platform, I'm going to use it yeah. for good. My, my goal is to create a charity specifically for both. Uh, so for, for youth that are bullied and who are bullying and focus it on men to start just because I feel like that's like such like a, we're so tough. Because there's this like masculine, like I said, this book is amazing, but it's like there's this masculine side of us that like we have to maintain and it comes from generations, right? Generational thing. Our dads Mm -hmm. are, my dad was amazing. It was more something I put on myself. It was more societal pressure than pressure at home. But um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of been my goal with all of this. My 10 year plan would be to have, have a charity where I help help kids that are being bullied but also the bullies as well you that is smart because people never fucking talk about that and the bullies are a lot of them i feel like are abusing because they've been abused and they're so young too it's like like you like yes they're doing terrible things they should definitely be there should be some sort of like Mm -hmm. conversation around (laughs) it but it's not a conversation it's like either brush under the rugs people don't want to deal with it or you're being punished it's like let's like look a little deeper into it well even you you look to this day and age like when someone might do something mean or or in the media they try to frame someone as like the bad guy and it's like everyone is so much more complex but we all love to put people in a box like this person's evil we saw it with britney spears like the britney spears documentary which i even feel bad about watching she's like you guys like it for me i was like wow we were doing the flip side of what the media did to her we're like think we're saving her but really we're putting her in a box again (laughs) she wants to be saved it's like we have not heard once from her yeah i know she's she's just like leave me alone but then it's also like i just want to dance in my house i feel like for the second the media was like oh and then they go right back to their bullshit (laughs) um i want to know you've gotten this platform i feel like pretty quickly october holy shit have you um did you manifest this did you envision this for yourself deep down did you think you'd ever be like i throwing the word around like internet famous one day no i i mean every a lot of people say everyone but a lot of people i mean i was like very social like i said and um had like a lot of personalities and like how cool would it be to be famous one day? I'm like, for what? I don't know. I'm not a creative. My friends are all creative. I'm friends, photographers, videographers, you know, like these people in my circle and like, I'm in sales, mm-hmm. you know? So it's been amazing to have this way though to express my creativity. And now I'm exploring writing options. <gasps> like what? That's like I'm, so I'm working cool. personally. It's not picked up yes. by anything. There's rumors out there that's picked up, but I'm working myself on writing a TV pilot. That is so uh, exciting. So, which we would hope would get picked up. But yeah, it's just like little things like that that I'm doing. Um, do you feel like, like you've always had not. that creative side, but it was like a little suppressed? No, I just think that <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I have obviously, but I didn't think it. Yeah. Uh, because uh, like, I, I don't know. I'm looking I'm like, wait, I have been writing emails for 10 years <laughs> to convince people to buy something. It's like, yes, I'm a writer. You know, so it's just, I think it is my life experience. It's just taking a different path than what other people have. Because there's this in a, sorry if I'm offending anyone, but it seems like this could be the podcast, right? But, um, <laughs> We're in hell. Exactly. There's this group of comedians who are like pissed. They're like, TikTok isn't comedy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, like, yes, it's not the traditional comedy that you've gone through. But Mm -hmm. I think we've just seen a way to take advantage of a platform. And like now, like, I'm excited to be where I am. Like, I don't consider myself a stand-up. I don't think I'm going to be doing stand-up anytime soon, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to audition for SNL personally. Mm -hmm. I think other comedians do. But I think we just, we need to learn how to take advantage of things that, that are in front of us but all that say no i wasn't planning this i 
loved Vine, got on TikTok, got overwhelmed, got off TikTok, got back on during <laughs> quarantine, started making stupid videos. And then when I started hammering in though on like a specific niche, which is important with TikTok in order to grow, is when I started to grow. Wow. So you kind of use that like business logical mind, but being a salesman, you hit it. You have to be charming as fuck. You have to be very creative with, yeah. and you have to be very intuitive with people's emotions. And I feel like yeah. that's comedy is like yeah, understanding. Exactly. It's like being empathetic and charming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. Being empathetic and charming. I'm not the kind of guy that like wears boots, but like, Hey, Mark, how's it going today? We're going to buy, we're going to buy this much tire or whatever. How- salespeople do i like but, that accent <laughs> <laughs> uh my and that's another thing it's like my entire mom signed our car dealers so maybe it's just like, <laughs> i went to school to be a, and i went to school to be a teacher like what is my life right now oh um but yeah i think it was for the video specifically i think i just you nailed it on the head when i i have an analyst mindset being in sales working in business for so long then like okay like i can recognize okay this video did well because of this this one didn't do so well because of this. I'm still going to have fun and make that, but I know that's not I'm, that one's not going to go viral. So I think creating a mental mindset around TikTok is really important because that's one thing that I'm struggling with with TikTok is there's even times where I spiral, people go viral really fast, and then it slows down. It's, at the end of the day, like virality is not good for mental health. So luckily, I have my therapist, but I'm hoping other people out there who are in the same position as me are. I love that you brought that up because I've had a couple TikTokers who are really big and one of them is like this actress actually caitlin riley just came on and she's fucking so talented so hysterical and she's like i am tweaking off at like if a video doesn't do well tweaking you work hard on it yeah and then it's always the videos that don't you don't expect to do well do so well i posted the stupidest one last night that i was i just was excited about making it and it was have you seen the movie mama mia yes It's the, the, this guy walks in. He's like, are you watching Mamma Mia? No way. Tries to change it. And friend's like, no, don't change it. It's two guys. And it's um, Super Troopa comes on. It's like, <laughs> Super Troopa. And it's a bop. It's an absolute bop. Yes. So it's like, like, of course you're not going to change it. So that, and that one's hitting. I'm like, what? Like, but then one that I like work really hard on, Millennial Anxiety. Yeah. Put a lot of thought into, write a script for. Nothing. It is. It is so you mentioned for TikTok, anyone who like wants to grow on TikTok, that a niche is important. So it basically means like you have to kind of brand yourself and stay fairly consistent with like a specific thing. Yeah. Even like Caitlin, like Caitlin makes a lot of funny videos, but she has a consistent video that she keeps making, which is her wasp mom yep. or her wasp parent. Yeah. That video is what brings people back. Yeah. Where you see a lot of people who are like a lot of gossip colonists are like get a ton of likes. They have so many likes. But it's not something that like people are going to be like, okay, like I like, oh yeah, I got my information here quick, but I'm not like following, following. that specific person yes. or caring or like a lot of sketch comics make really funny stuff, but they make so many different characters. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Delaney now is making a consistent character and those pop off every time because the people that follow you for, they have to think about it like this. People follow you for a certain video. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to keep making that video in different variants. Like for me, People were following me because they were getting a dose of nostalgia with these locked memory songs, mm-hmm. like Samantha Mumba, like mm-hmm. LMNT, or like things like that that we grew up with. But then I was working in my workplace anxiety. But now so many people are doing that that I've took it a little pivot with my Millennial Weekly Week with my Millennial Weekly Week. I saw that. Yes, but I'm still dabbling in the fun like music stuff that I was doing before because I enjoy that. So it's you, just, you got it. You got You have to be open for growth. Like you have to be open to evolve your brand and always be moving yes. and not just staying the same thing, which is scary for some people, but also yeah. like creatively fun for some people. Mm-hmm. How much time do you actually spend on the 
app, like understanding it, seeing what creators are making, scrolling? At first, it was a long time when I would like, there's a, like there were times where I would, if a video, like Caitlin said, if a video wasn't doing well, <laughs> um, then then I would stay on the app all day and not get any work done. Cause I'm like, oh, like okay, I have to put another video up. Cause like mm-hmm. that one wasn't doing well. Like TikTok's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, like my head is like, it's just this mystery algorithm. So everyone views the algorithm as a person and the algorithm's going to hate you if you don't upload a video and then you're never going to go viral again. That's not the case. Um, which I want to, if anyone's listening, that's not the case. Cause that was my biggest spiral was the algorithm. But <laughs> that all I say, she's beefing with was, you. Yeah, exactly. months ago it was a lot more than what it is now i think for now i usually scroll like during a lunch break or something um post a video i make my content on the weekend so i spend more time making content than scrolling probably smart i mean because there was a conspiracy theory saying that tiktok like rewards people who are on it more that was just that was just me on the world wide webs (laughs) i think that would have to do more with confusing the algorithm but with what you're like engaging with because that's what the mm, algorithm's about yep is what you engage with so if you're like engaging with like for me if i'm like oh work from home tiktok yes amazing but then i'm also a millennial but then for some reason i I'm, end up on charlie d'amelio's page the algorithms be like what do you want to see you know and yeah. then it's like but you're out the algorithm pushes your content out based on what you want to see as well yes so i think work from home content is what i make and what i want to see so that goes hand in hand Amazing. I just have to address this. How the yeah. fuck did you meet Lance Baz? Can you give me any story behind yes. it? Yeah, we actually have a mutual friend um, that we made through TikTok. He followed me on TikTok as well. And so I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in LA. Can I meet Lance? And he's like, yeah, of course. And Lance Bass is the nicest human. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. He is the most charitable, giving person I've ever met. He owns like five restaurants in WeHo in West Hollywood. He's just like a smart businessman. He's the kind of person that you said like you have to work with your growth mm-hmm. like he definitely like, he's part of instinct the biggest boy band of all time yeah. right um debatable debatably i guess for us as our one direction, i'm an i'm an nsync yeah yeah like exactly. backstreet is um, not my thing but i like black and blue i, I like can appreciate album, but, but don't like say they're better yeah. than nsync thank you which stay tuned as well for <laughs> Backstreet boy stuff um but um but yeah so but lance did that and then what he did was he's, he's like all right yeah like okay this band is done you know like I don't know if he tried to make a solo career or what have you, but then he also was like, but I want to do good. So he started doing good charity, obviously he does a lot of pride, um, which makes sense. And then he fosters five dogs. He like does a lot of fun content with creators as well. I know I'm not the first creator he's done stuff with. And then he been like, he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. So he's just like having fun. Yeah. Like that's my dream. It's just to like, have fun just doing doing whatever I want to do and making people smile and make people laugh, which is exactly what Lance does. Oh, He's awesome. I love that so much for you. And I love that you've met someone like Lance who we all like loved growing up and found out like he's better than exactly. we thought he'd be. <laughs> like what? Do you know who else? I guess I'll set the record straight. Who else is an amazing human? Who? It's Samantha Mumba. I'm not sure if you remember her. I've, she was yes. like, uh, she, like, she had like a, like a couple big a couple, like, bangers. The nicest human I've ever talked to in my life. Like we, she's just an angel. TikTok, like, I feel well, like, like is so social too. Like even yeah. you mentioned Delaney, where like I had, oh, yeah. I, she has like a ton of followers on TikTok and mm-hmm. I have like a decent amount on Instagram and I noticed she didn't like have as, I was like, she'll notice me, she'll notice me. So I just messaged yeah. her, I'm like, hey, just want to say, you're fucking funny, good job, keep it up. Oh, yeah. And and that. then she loved it and then we all connected. So I feel like TikTok, also rewind, you guys are comedians stand-up comics who were saying that are pissed that 
Thank you. They would. T- Delaney is more than me. Delaney is so creative. We hung out when I was in LA this past time. She's so creative. Oh She's my so god. Creative. Well, a lot of you guys yeah. also are like your actors, and you're using the app to do something. But I also feel like stand up should instead of you know blocking it, learn from like the technology because like I mean so many stand-ups have taken advantage of it and people are now able to see more of their stuff like Caitlin yes Michelle she's a stand-up but she's a comedian yes. she's hysterical and she like grew on TikTok yes and I do there's always the respect of like the comedians who started with the you know um, open mics and then there's respect to the comedians who have been doing videos in their basement for years and like finally or even just make their friends laugh for years and finally putting their yeah. self out there an A-list comedian put on his Instagram the other day I don't know if you saw it that he's like um, just a heads up, no one's expecting you to make TikTok videos. And he goes, no, hey, and then another, he like put it on his Instagram feed, which is weird. There was just, there's nothing else on his Instagram feed. It was that. And then he put up another one that says, not, no hate to those who use Instagram. And then it was a, sw- you had a swipe and it goes, it's just, it's just an app for babies. And people were like, what? Like, and he has a really big, like appreciation on TikTok. Like he has a lot of people on TikTok that love him. So I think he lost a lot of credibility with that. Wow. Because it's like, you're in a public eye. Yeah. And you are discrediting people who look up to you by saying, it's like me saying like, oh, you're not valid because you have less followers than me. Yeah. It's like, like what? In what world is that? Because <laughs> I'm like, eight months ago, I was exactly where that person was. But also, know? I do have to say, as someone who's went from like virtual to stand up, that- Yeah having the virtual digital space has enabled so many more people to break into a community that had a lot of gatekeepers that like Mm -hmm. now it's so much more diverse and there's so many more perspectives because of the internet where like before you had to like get passed by like some 70 year old dude who's had a club for 30 years and he just look at you and be like i don't get it (laughs) yeah exactly or you have a a booker that's like not going to book any person that they don't person who's yeah it's like it's such like such politics it's like you can't change it's like it is what it is yes but like one person is uh jared freed yeah i, I love jared him. he's a new yorker jared, with me. Just on his pocket he's exactly but he's one person that's taking advantage i don't know i don't know of his story if he was staying up before but he was he's taking the ride he uses what his, he does so well though is he uses the features on instagram like the questions feature to gain more followers mm-hmm. and to like to build up his brand because he does relationship advice through the instagram questions which i'm sure gives him content and Jared so it's like came up on open mics and he's yeah. just been like very smart to be like i'm gonna use technology so now he has like four podcasts well we love creating we love all that shit i do feel like there's always been the like blog talking mm-hmm. shit like anonymously about your job being like i fucking hate this yeah. person i hate that what gave you the balls to be like i'm gonna make fun of work were you ever afraid you were gonna get fired um, yes, I was, I'm still terrified. There was like a moment <laughs> where my direct, like my, not my boss, but my director, so my boss's boss, Yeah, I saw her name pop up and she's a very specific name, which I'm like, yeah, like I, it was, and it was random, like not to toot my own home, but I got like a thousand followers a day at least. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't, I try to like, I try to scroll through my notifications as much as possible, but I can't spend all day doing it. So I just like scrolling, looking, and then I just randomly happened to see her name. I said, I followed you five minutes ago. And I was like, if I, if I would have looked at that 10 minutes later, I would have seen this. Block. So I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I, I clicked follow back immediately so I could like keep an eye on what she's doing. Yeah. Then, um, and then her boss, I have a good relationship with all of them. They're mm-hmm. amazing people. But then her boss DM'd me the next day. I was like, hey, um, just a heads up. Saw some of your TikToks. And I was like, um, okay. They're all a joke. I swear I have on there. This is just a joke, all this stuff. And he's like, no, he's like, I I really, and he's like a man's man. He's like, I really tear anxiety. And I was like, what? Like, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And then, fast forward a week, 
our CEO put one of my TikToks on a company-wide presentation. <gasps> I was like sitting there. Yeah. We work for startups, so uh, it's like 200 of us, but it was literally like, uh, I literally just sitting there like this. Like, yeah, do, you not feel, stop, like, awkwardly smiling. do you feel like they're gonna, there's going to be any like little change in culture around based on like stuff you've been saying? There is towards me. People apologize a lot more. <laughs> People are like, uh, sorry for interrupting you, Rod. And I'm like, okay. Like, I made a TikTok about someone interrupting you on a Zoom call. <laughs> okay, great. That's great, great. so funny. Uh, but no, the, luckily I work for a company that's very entrepreneurial too. So like, they know it's on my radar and what I want to do. So as long as I'm doing good at what I'm doing now, they, they're like, they're fine with it. That's awesome. Do you try to, it's hard. Because we all know if we stay off our phones, we are happier. But then you're making money and creating a career off your phone. I'm asking you for me. <laughs> What what advice do you have to keep your anxiety low? Like my fiance was joking with me. He's like, wait, so you know the internet's a source of your anxiety and then you yep. just keep going back to it. So like, where's the logic there? Yeah. So you're saying like how to stay off? How do you find a balance that's healthy for you while also it's you're like, able to still grow? It's like physical controls in my life. Like for food, like I'm the kind of person that will put like, the bad stuff in the hot, harder to reach spot because mm-hmm. like i know my own I'm, i have a very addictive personality too mm-hmm. very addictive um so specifically like tiktoks like i just like I can scroll for hours and hours i'm so addicted to it it's funny you know but what i do now is just like i put i have a separate app section for tiktok instagram and twitter on my phone like in the stuff like how you know on an yes. iphone you can make like little groups and so it, I t- it's an extra step for me to click on it so instead of just opening it, I click on that that group and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Let's take a step So it's back. not just impulsive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When it is impulsive, uh, you have enough time to catch yourself and be like, do I really want to be on this right now? Exactly. Um, or putting my phone in like a separate room. What I'm really struggling with right now is I love movies, but I'm not watching movies because mm-hmm. like I'm scrolling. It's like, oh, like I want to watch a movie, but I'm like, then I miss I miss a part of the movie that I wanted to watch. And so then I'll rewind it, but then I rewind it too far, so I start scrolling again. Then I'll miss it again. It's a, it's a vicious. <laughs> vicious but I am interested in you doing the work with like addressing. Uh, there could be a fun video in terms of like what guys say instead of being anxious. Like oh, oh my bro, God, like, that is such a like my heart, oh my, my heart kind of hurts. I've dealt with. I literally went to a hospital <laughs> yeah. with a dude um, once, think, and he was like, "I'm having a heart attack," and I was like, "You're not having a heart attack." And like they did, yeah. like he spent fifteen thousand dollars in them testing him, and the doctors were like, "There's you were having anxiety," and he's like, "Nah, I don't have anxiety. My heart's fucked up." And we were like, "You oh God, are a healthy so man." <laughs> Uh, 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 like I have feel like it's overwhelming, like str- like overwhelming strain on my back. Yeah, I don't exactly. It's like I'm paralyzed. No, I'm sitting here paralyzed in my chair. But I'm, I'm, you're you know, like, like I have been sweating for the last twenty minutes in air conditioning, yeah. but I'm not anxious. I'm good, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. yes. You have to do that. Oh. I can't see straight, but you know what? Like um, the room is blurry, and I am seeing colors yeah. now. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm just like sitting in front of my computer with nothing to do, but I feel like I should be sitting here anyway yes but I don't know. <laughs> we can go on for hours i actually that was, fun have you, that was fun we're having fun yeah, we're having fun. did you watch bo burnham special on netflix Not yet. <laughs> that's the thing is like i said i haven't had time to watch movies but you are to going to, to love it so much but also bo really? burnham said that he stopped performing for five years because he started having panic attacks on stage mm-hmm and then he made a joke that like finally i started doing work on myself and i was ready to go back on stage he said like november 2020 
But then the craziest thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he so filmed he this amazing a special. A hit documentary. Um, because he couldn't um, get back on stage. You know, one thing I was going to tell you too is like, kind of to backtrack a bit, the relating to like the anxiety of not performing mm-hmm. well. Did you watch the Friends reunion? It's a no, I didn't. Um, I don't know if you're a Friends fan, but um, Matt Matthew Perry, who plays Chandler, said that he. If he, because he was the jokester, mm-hmm. like that's his whole character is the jokester. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't land a joke, which can kind of relate to Bob Burnham too, he felt like he, if, if he didn't get enough reaction like he wanted to out of the joke, he felt like he was going to pass out like on stage. Yeah. So it's like there's so much stress with being in the spotlight all the time. Yep. So I think that that translates well to like Bob Burnham or to like comedy or even TikTok. Yes. Yeah. And anxiety is based on not being able to control the future. So like mm-hmm. literally performing and hoping the audience yep. reacts a type of way in the future is just oh basic anxiety. And then both- This is like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. The devil is actually a great yeah. listener. Um, yeah. <laughs> but both Burnham was like, am I in- am I just human? Cause when I go on stage, I get performance anxiety and he goes, or is everyone who goes on stage and doesn't get performance anxiety, like legit sociopaths. So, yep. and then you're like, oh shit. Who am I as a stand-up? Who am I? But yeah. I want to wrap up with a final game called Great. The Seven Deadly Sins, where we delve a little deeper, a little darker, but you're doing amazing. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? What am I greedy about? Time. People's time. Mm. Like my friend's time. I have a really hard time. Um, something my therapist and I are working on uh, with my best friends that like I'm the friend that's like if they're like oh yeah my best friend and I'm and it's not me I'm like <laughs> like who but then I have like 10 best friends so it's like wait, who am I to say no you know? I do have friends who are like best friends whores where they yeah. will sit, like even on their Instagram they're like hanging with my best friend and then you feel like a jealous yeah. ex yeah exactly but you're just like exactly. what I thought it meant something or if like I don't like if even I'm in a very busy season I don't have the time like but I need to still plan something with my friends just to feel validated. So it's like, that's why I feel like I'm greedy with time. But it sounds like you really, really care about friendship. Like you prioritize it. Yeah. I think it's just because to a fault, because I think I didn't have it for so long, you know? Oh yeah. What about your romantic relationships? Do I prioritize them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much. Beautiful. Very much. Beautiful. Yeah. Who are you envious of? I'm envious I'm envious of, I'm the biggest comparer, like if that's not even real, but I compare a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm envious of others who are success, more successful than me for doing this, if they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Which isn't, isn't okay. But that's, but I it, feel like it, most, most of it is. And it's easy to do on TikTok. It's very easy to do on social media. It's like, they're doing the same thing I'm doing and they're growing. Like, why am I not growing? Yeah. You know, you're like, like well, why, why can't why I? Is there, exactly. Someone said, someone said to me, he's like, why does their success, what is, how does their success affect you? Is what it was. I'm like, oh, it doesn't. Unless there are people out there who are directly copying me, which is kind of annoying. But well, that, that is, is when that means you're doing something right, because um, that's what I've heard. Yeah, which is horrible, but like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I experienced. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a lot of yep, stuff. Yep. And then people will be like, oh, you're copying them, and I'm like, oh, honey, yep. I wrote that three years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but, oh, that's I got that one. Is someone took one of my TikToks and like basically copied it into a tweet that went viral. And they were like, 
they're like, what did you get this from a tweet? And like, no, they got it from TikTok. Like, I showed them the receipts. I didn't like go grab. So the I do this like, multiple times. I have this tweet that's kind of yeah. gone viral for a while, and it's like, do I have ADHD? Do you? Uh, do I like people? I hate people. Whatever. It's a very like relatable long paragraph that I yeah. wrote, and it's it's lived for a long time, and people are getting hundreds of thousands of views just saying the tweet. Without, and there's no credit, it's not in the background, and like I know my fucking tweet. So I'll do a response video with my tweet next to me and like the date under it, just going like this. Right. And then everyone gets all pissed off at the person, and then the person first tries to defend themselves, being like, I'm just like, I didn't know, I just, I didn't know, but I'm like, but you know it wasn't yours. You're reading it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. then, the, then they start apologizing, then they say sorry, then I'll take it down. But I've done this like four times with it. That's amazing. <laughs> and, I love it. But then part of me is like, fuck, why don't I just read the tweet but then i'm like yeah it's, it's so but it's so overdone i'm like everyone's heard it already you can be like hello this is my tweet <laughs> this all just like, but then that's just but twitter if you gave the backstory if you're like um my tweet's gone viral so i thought this is my tweet everyone there's because there's this new trend on tiktok too that's so annoying where people and i think just being a content creator I understand now where people literally just screen grab tweets and they don't put the creator or anyone on it they just grab the actual tweet itself and they put it above them and they just dance in front of it like you didn't come up with the concept you just found a tweet that you laughed well, at and now you're that's also where i think some stand-ups will like shit on tiktok for things that will go viral yep, yep. and mm-hmm. but it's also like no those people aren't saying they're comedic geniuses like yeah, they're just posting yeah. something but mm-hmm. there's also a thin line between like I, when i first started using it my gen z friend was like you're using it like dubstep you're just like taking the funny quotes and like do i'm like yeah what else are you supposed yeah. to do and they're like no create yeah. your own original shit on it and i'm like mm-hmm. but i'm scared of it yes exactly so it's a thin line because there's is so much copying like in terms of trends mm-hmm. but then still trying to make it your own yeah oh lord have mercy what are you gluttonous about so what do you overindulge in right now Social media. Yeah. I don't need to be on social media that much. I just think it's for me. I'm like, oh, this is my job as well. But it's like, no, like I'm doing fun. Like no one's expecting anything out of me. That's another thing is like, oh my God, my followers need to see this. My followers didn't see, hear from me today. It's like, I'm not, I mean, I'm real to them. Like I don't want to say that. But at the end of the day, like it's not like I'm friend ditching them. Yes. You know, it's like I, I would, I wouldn't stop making content for months mm-hmm. without an explanation just because I know that people actually, there. I've gotten DMs like, hey, just a heads up your anxiety tiktoks make me feel seen or make me feel better about myself you know all this stuff but at the end of the day if i take a break for a day it's not going to kill anyone no mm-hmm. when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger like do you have an angry side to you i'm a gemini so yeah angry rod <laughs> wait that I'm was the best answer <laughs> i'm a gemini so yeah and I just, but I, being a gemini it's just what other people say about me so i'm like yeah someone told me, someone told me i have an angry side so i do um but no um Whenever you get mad at yeah, anyone, you're like, sorry, I'm a Gemini. What do you want? There's a coworker of mine that is um, basically like using me as a stepping stone mm. behind my back. So got a, and the person who brought it to my attention, I got, I didn't get angry at them, mm-hmm. but I got very angry in front of them, which I apologize. But that was just really hard. I'm like, man, like just be upfront. More followers, like, more problems. Didn't Biggie Small say truly. that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you start seeing different sides to people or people treating you differently because this virtual status you gain. Um, it, uh, But yes, it goes back to like the comparing thing where like I'm not sitting here jealous of Jennifer Aniston. You'll sit here being jealous of someone who's like on the same journey as you and somehow is doing different things. But I always like to say we're like popcorn. We're all popping at different times, even though it's mm-hmm. the same temperature. Um mm-hmm. And ultimately, just like having that positive mindset where your emotions are not 
completely correlated with the results of the day, mm-hmm. which is hard exactly. when we're on apps that are <laughs> all statistics and oh god. Anyway, um, when was the last time you were a sloth? So like a lazy piece of shit? Because you kind of look like a guy that like I would hire. Like I don't know what I'd hire you for, but you look hireable. I wish I could say this week I had the busiest week of my life. <laughs> um, I was in LA last week and I had one free morning to myself. And I was just like, oh, like I never, I, that was my second time in LA ever. I'm like, I should go out and explore, yeah. go somewhere new. And I just literally sat in bed staring at the ceiling. That's <laughs> but amazing. But I needed it. So what is your but, typical like morning yeah. routine? Now you're a beauty influencer. Um, <laughs> you're a wellness yeah, influencer. Exactly. It, it started, it used to be a minute before my first meeting, zooming and waking up. Um, <gasps> You know, get up, make coffee, you know, usually like 7 a.m., 6 a.m., depending. And then I want to, I'm not a morning workout person. I will never be Same. at the end of the day. Same. So I would rather get stuff done earlier in the day that I would get done later and then go work out afterward. Yeah. <laughs> I love how yeah. you've, yeah, it's very interesting though to see someone who like talks about the workplace and their anxiety and stuff to be like, you're, you, you really just have that relatableness to you that makes everyone feel a little more seen. And I love that for you. Um, when was the last, this is a hard one. When was the last time your pride or your ego got in the way of something? Like how was your relationship with your ego? My ego? Um, I think it was with, I was hanging out with some people in LA and I was talking a little bit about like, someone asked me a question about my, my content. And then I just found myself like talking so highly of myself Mm. that it was like, listening back to it i had to stop myself in a pause like wow i sound like a complete jerk like that's not what i mean but it's just like well i've been doing this so i deserve this mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing you know which isn't no one deserves anything yeah you know you, you can't yeah so that's a hard one my mom would tell that to me because i'd be like i deserve yeah. to win that yeah. and she'd be like you don't deserve shit and i'm like <laughs> yeah exactly it's like what did you do to deserve it you know it's like you probably got the someone like you probably got it from someone else you know so it's like that's I'm like oh okay take a seat take a chill pill and it's also hard when the internet especially when you're like on a hot time where you get a lot of like hyperboles of like you mm. are the greatest and you can like let oh it God. get in your head when it's like they That's don't fucking know to, you i try to yeah it's like are people like getting recognized i'm starting to get recognized luckily i live in an area of chicago which is like no one's on tiktok mm-hmm. like the little abuela next to me is not going to recognize me from tiktok yeah. um but the i start like i go out and get recognized or someone will say something to me and it's like oh and it's like wait <laughs> what like eight months ago no one knew who you were you know so it's like let's just bring it back uh, <laughs> but then i try to then but then in those moments it's like i get their name i follow them mm-hmm. you know so it's like so if you recognize me if you're listening come say hi because i would love to meet you but um i love yeah, I just try to i so. love that for you but it's also the like city i like to say like new york mentality where they'll call like new yorkers assholes and i'm like no it's because of like the saturation of amount of people in a certain space that's why like if i said good morning to everyone on the subway i'd be exhausted so like i do understand when celebrities like get like shorter with people because it happens so fucking much that like their own mental health can't sustain it so it's you're gonna grow throughout your career they're trying to eat dinner with their family yeah like hillary duff like shuts down paparazzi so well <laughs> but yeah there is also a way of grace of doing something also when people recognize you there's a way of doing that too that doesn't like embarrass the person you recognize if that makes sense yeah exactly like don't yell the person's name when they're like in a crowd of people <laughs> yeah like this girl like we were walking out of a restaurant with some friends the other day my friends are eating this up they love it they love yeah. it but they're 
I, I booked it out because I'm like the area that we were in. I'm like, okay, if I was going to get recognized in the city of Chicago, this would be the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I like booked it out. And then my friends were going a little slower and a girl on the table next to us goes, oh my God, that's Rod. And then my buddy heard her. She didn't even say it. She, she was just saying it to her friend. Mm-hmm. And my buddy goes, yeah, that's Rod. That's Rod. <laughs> and the whole restaurant stops. Like half of them, all of them don't know who I am. Yeah. Just that one girl probably. Yeah. But then I like look back and then I like it started running So out. it's your but friend like, who's the asshole. <laughs> but, yeah. but then this was weird as I walked out and I'm, I'm like, is this a stalker situation? I don't know. This girl drives by in her car right as i'm walking out it wasn't even like she just recognized me with her phone out the window going rod 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 and that was like all right let's you're like, like am that. i am i brad pitt but i do think during yeah. quarantine people shit got so dark that like a lot of these online personalities became like they have that parasocial relationship with you where they yeah. feel like yeah you're fucking talking to them during their work yeah. day and there's people on there who are so entitled. They're like, well, I've been verified for this long and I'm not getting this. And it's like, you didn't even need that verification. You know, it's like, it's literally a blue check mark. It means absolutely nothing it means in the real world. nothing. So like that, even I've heard some people like, it's more stressful having that. But like, I ran into like another creator when I was in LA and it's just, he was just so rude. I'm like, what? Well, like, I'm not following you. Like, I used to follow you for such a long time. And you could tell he was almost like competitive, like yes. that kind of like, which I would hate to be that, but he was just like comparing my success with his. It's just like, what? well, to anyone like, listening, luck is real. Like I totally believe yeah. you work hard, you get lucky, but for a sustaining career in this industry, like you have to actually have a good head on your shoulders, be really hardworking. So like when you see someone who's a dick get lucky and do good things or someone fucks you over and they're having success, it is, it does not affect you. It's not your shit. And like, Yep. It sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders and you're in it for the long run. And I love your charitable stuff. I, as someone who's dealt with a lot of online bullying in recent periods, mm-hmm. I think um, talking about it more is so fucking important from mm-hmm. both ends. I posted a funny retweet that someone wrote who there was no credit on it. It made me upset, but it basically said like, there has to be a show like Catfish where you find like the trolls that like said horrible things to you and sit down and then like not try to make them like you because that's how we got to this place yeah. <laughs> but more like understand where they're coming from and the situations yeah. so tell me like with a therapist yeah <laughs> and do i remind you of your mother anyway the trolls i uh, bet you the trolls don't have a therapist because they don't think therapy is important or shitting on me as a therapy yeah. <laughs> final question you are so close to surviving hell what advice would you give to people listening on how to cope with your hell when you're in your darkest points? Because you've been in some dark fucking places and you've been in some high, bright places. There's two things. And this is actually for my mom, not my therapist, um, which is what is the worst that can happen in the situation? And that was, she, she says that to me because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's, I would always just run back to her arms. It's like, yeah, that's true. My mom, I love her. But, <laughs> but like a low spot in my life, you know, it's like, or it's like, well, I'll lose my job. And she goes, okay, so what's going to happen then? And like, I would move home. She goes, yep, and you would find another job. She so goes, I think and then that's, you're in my that's arms. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I think that's like one thing is like, what is the worst that can happen in that situation? And then therapy, therapy, therapy. Guys, girls, guys need it a lot. Mm-hmm. Girls need a lot. I, I don't want women to think that I'm discrediting them ever because no. I just feel like I have this platform because I'm a, but I am a guy that is, Eighty-five percent of my following is women. So mm-hmm. A lot of women follow, like, yeah. follow me based on what I post, but especially I, when they're more reach... acceptable of like taking in that content about anxiety. Exactly, but I do want to reach kind of a different 
population of people who were me who were like, no, like, I don't think therapy is that important because mm-hmm. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, that's not the case at all. Like, we, we need it as well because we're carrying, so, we carry so much pressure as men thinking that we have to provide and do all this based on societal norms, which isn't necessarily always the case. Yes. And what your mom said is a therapy technique of saying it out loud to be yeah, like, exactly. what is your biggest fear? And then realizing it yeah. either is super logical or you'll be fine. Rod, I had so much fun with you today. Sorry, this my cat's great. in the background. This Sorry, I'm a talker. I talk a lot. So um, if you yeah. were not a talker on this pod, we've had a pro- we'd yeah. have a problem. Um, yeah. Then I just have to talk about myself the whole time and my anxieties, yeah. which, you know, also good for me. But I do yeah. want to know, where can people follow you? What are yeah. Give me the goods of like for people who want to jump on the rod train. Yeah, it's just me dot rod on Instagram. It's rod on TikTok. <laughs> on Twitter, it's just me underscore rod. <laughs> um, I know because they can't have a dot. I used to be just me dot rod on all of that. And then my TikTok contact is so nice. He just randomly changed my handle once, Aww. which I love him. So he's great. So rod on TikTok. Now. Um, and I do have, this is really important because I look at this a lot. I put a lot of music in my content. So if you're listening and you're one of my followers, I do have Spotify playlists. Oh, cool. They're on my Instagram highlights. And I live in Chicago, so say hi. I'm obsessed with that. I might have yeah. a show in Chicago coming up, um, oh. and I would definitely let you know. I'm going to see Jared in Chicago in a couple weeks. Oh, says. awesome. Yeah, and yeah. when you go to New York, let me know, because I feel like you'd fit in. And guys, thank you so much for coming to Hell today, and we'll talk you to, with you guys later. Bye. <laughs>